0: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. This is Colorado Edition from KUNC. I'm Erin O'Toole. It's Friday, May 20th. A landmark of the northern Colorado art scene is turning 102 years old this year. The historic Rialto Theater in Loveland had planned to celebrate its true centennial in 2020, when it would have turned 100. Because of the pandemic, though, those festivities had to be postponed until now. Visitors from all over Colorado flocked to the Rialto this week to share memories and to marvel at the lovingly restored building. Guests enjoyed silent film screenings and special behind-the-scenes tours that took them through winding, cramped passageways below the stage and out into the bright, newly designed community spaces. Earlier this week, my KUNC colleague Jocelyn Mesa-Miranda and I visited the Rialto to learn more about why it holds such a special place in Loveland's cultural scene. On a Tuesday afternoon, there's a group of about 15 guests who pick up small bags of fresh popcorn and gather in front of the theater's main stage. They follow along with tour guide Heather Rubald, who's also the theater's events coordinator, as she talks about the work that's been done to restore the building to its current state. So this is the doorway that the conductor and the musicians in the pit would use. To get out to the pit. Over the decades, the theater has gone through plenty of uncertainty as it tried to stay relevant with the changing times. Yeah. Rubald has fond memories of coming here in the late 1970s. When I was a, a kid, uh, it was still a movie theater. So uh, it was a rather rundown movie theater, so we had mutated the name from Rialto to Rathole, <laughs> but we still came and saw movies here. The Rialto was built in 1920, primarily as a silent movie theater. In the late 1960s, the owners installed a large movie screen and a snack bar to attract filmgoers. But as movie multiplexes became more common, the Rialto fell out of favor. And in 1977, it hosted its final movie. It was converted into a shopping mall and office space. But the building was so run down, it came very close to being demolished. But the Rialto was special to the Loveland community. In 1988, it was placed on the National Register of Historic Places. And after the Downtown Development Authority purchased the building, the process of restoring the Rialto to its original glory began. Theater manager Steve Lemon says much of the work was done by a group of volunteers. So they created these Saturday morning work groups where they would come in, and it lasted for seven, eight, nine years, but these groups would come in every Saturday morning, they'd bring their tools, their know-how, and slowly but surely, they brought it back to life. And that's the only reason this theater's still open to today. We have watched the changes go on for the last 25 years, and and my sister performed here a couple of times. That's Jackie Tucker, who's here with her sister, Donna Evans. We just, we love the history of it, and uh, This has just been a wonderful opportunity to see what they've done and how they've expanded and restored, and it's just wonderful. The sisters recall the time before the renovations, when there was no lighting backstage, so performers had to get on and off the stage in the dark. There were only two tiny dressing rooms below the stage, and Evans remembers that a taekwondo studio across the alley would let performers change there and we had to go out through those back doors run across all the parking and stuff get in there, there no privacy change your costumes and get run back across the thing get back up on the stage again <laughs> It's much better now. (laughs) It's beautiful. The volunteers who worked on restoring the Rialto were often rewarded by finding pieces of the theater's history, including the original murals from 1920 and the original balcony, which had been covered with drywall for years. Now, of course, any building that's 100 years old is going to have a few secrets. We, we have a, a couple ghosts that live here in the theater. That's technical coordinator Phil Baugh. He says Rialto's haunted history includes Clarence, a projectionist from the 1940s and 50s, who mischievously messes with sound and lighting sometimes, and the infamous Woman in White, who was a performer back in the vaudeville days. She was in the middle of a performance and towards the end of the performance, passed away in the original dressing rooms that are still underneath the stage, still used to this day. She floats around on the stage. She comes up through the house left aisle and sits down in seat J-16. So if you ever buy a ticket at the Rialto and you're sitting anywhere near J-16, it's kind of near the end in the center section and feel a little bit of a cold breeze. It just might be the woman in white. For those curious about the paranormal, the Rialto does offer ghost tours right around Halloween. But for theater manager Steve Lemon, this week is all about celebrating the here and now of this longtime cornerstone of the Loveland arts community. I will tell you in the five years that I've been here, to hear people talk of this theater, uh, there's a reverence to it, quite honestly. A lot of people who grew up here remembered it in its heyday, they remember the tough times they went through, they remember the redemption story of all the community members who brought it back to life. People feel like it's their theater, and that's really what a community theater should be. The week-long centennial celebration wraps up Saturday afternoon at the Rialto on 4th Street in Loveland with food trucks and a beer garden outside and live music inside. And a couple of other things to be aware of as we wrap up the week. Colorado is continuing to bounce back from the recession brought on by the pandemic. The state's unemployment rate dropped to 3.6 percent last month. And although inflation is certainly creating headaches at the gas pump and at the grocery store, senior economist Ryan Gedney with the state Labor Department says at least in Colorado, wages appear to be keeping pace with inflation. And rain and snow have returned, at least for the weekend. Now, May snowstorms in Colorado are certainly not unheard of, but forecasters say this one feels pretty late in the year. Protect your plants and, yeah, maybe hold off on packing the winter clothes away until next month. That's it for today on Colorado Edition. I'm Erin O'Toole. Our theme music was composed by Colorado musicians Brianna Harris and Johnny Burroughs. Additional music comes from Blue Dot Sessions. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the show wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you're already a subscriber, we'd love it if you would take a moment to rate the podcast five stars and write a short review. That really helps other people discover Colorado Edition. I'll be back next week with more news from Northern Colorado.